Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Muhammad Seymour Athletic Director Matt Hensley. Uh, Matt, I imagine this is a school year you would like to uh, willingly put behind you, right? Well, you know, uh, we've kind of adopted the motto, we're going to return to better. So we've learned some lessons this year and we may do a few things different moving forward than what we've done in the past. But, you know, the most important thing was is we were able to give our kids a chance to get out there and compete, allow them to do what they love to do. And, you know, we saw some really, really great performances by our kids and a lot of great relationship building between our kids and coaches. And and now we uh, we're going to wrap that up with hopefully a good weekend down at the boys state track meet on Friday. Well, let's uh, let's start right there in terms of some of the things that you learned this year that you might be able to implement in the future. What, what are some examples there? Well, I think first and foremost is it, this year really stressed the the value and importance of communication. Um, you know, that open and honest communication, and and knowing that our coaches are doing the best that they can sometimes in really difficult situations, and our kids are doing the best they can. They're giving us a hundred percent every time out, and our parents are there to support our programs and kind of bringing all those parts and those moving parts and pieces to the table. Uh, to try and make sure we're given the best possible opportunities for our kids in both our athletic and non-athletic extracurricular uh, extracurricular opportunities is, is really what we're all there for. And it's just making sure that we're all kind of rowing in the same direction. You want to talk a little bit about the, the uncertainty that, that you and all the districts have faced this year. The, the school year started back in August and, uh, you know, at the time there wasn't even a guarantee if there were going to be any sports. And then uh, you were able to get uh, some of the outdoor sports, golf and, and uh, cross country and tennis going in the fall. And uh, then there was kind of a lull. Uh, you know, the winter sports didn't start on time in November, December, and we go into Christmas break, not really knowing what would happen. So talk a little bit about the mindset, you know, especially throughout the first uh, part of the semester. Well, I thought I was going to have to get a part-time job to keep from driving my wife and kids crazy, but uh, luckily the time didn't pan out where I had to do that. But yeah, you know, it was um, a lot of sifting through information, a lot of trying to anticipate what was going to happen, talking to the folks at other schools and what were they hearing out of their various resources. Um, and really during the whole thing, luckily we were, we were able to have some variation of contact days across the majority of our programs. And so really just continuing to pump up our coaches continuing to convince them that there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel and that light was going to come sooner rather than later um, so that they could give that message to our kids. Um, you know, there were some times where I had some kids in my office who were pretty distraught over what the school year was going to look like. And it was their concerns about the school year in general were kind of manifesting themselves through their concerns about whether or not they were going to get to play high school sports. And in particular, you know, for this year's seniors, that was difficult um, because they had seen their friends and, and their peers who were seniors in the spring of the previous year kind of have that rug of opportunity pulled out from underneath their feet. And there was there was really no going back for for those folks. And those kids, I think, saw what their friends went through and and they were really, really worried that they were going to be in a very similar situation. If you would talk a little bit about what, how would you describe your life uh, this school year? I mean, what was life as an athletic director like? I, I mean, I imagine there were times that you you made schedules and then all of a sudden you had to completely scrap those schedules and come up with a different version. And then, of course, that would mean hiring officials and, and contacting officials again. And uh, talk a little bit about just your, your life as an AD. 
Well, I think the worst one, I think I remade our wrestling schedule six times um, and wrestling still going on right now with kind of a, a, a state tournament series that's sponsored outside the auspices of the IHSA. So we're actually hosting a wrestling sectional this weekend. So um, that one was uh, by far the worst. Um, the other schedules weren't quite as bad you know there was a late a late change in football where it kind of went from an eight week to a seven week to a six week schedule um but <clears throat> we had done some work on the front end as a conference um we had kind of taken at one point in time different incarnations of what we thought our schedules could look like so we kind of had a basketball schedule that looked like this and a wrestling schedule that looked like this and and and, and we kind of shelved all those different variations of the schedule in the under the idea that, hey, we're going to work ahead so that if we find out on a Thursday, we can start basketball on a Monday, as crazy as that sounds, um, we're going to be ready to start that basketball on Monday. And for those of us who are fortunate enough to use assigners for some of our officials, um, there was a whole lot of burden on on those people because you've suddenly got you know, 8, 10, 12 schools, depending on how many people you assign for, all sending you an email or buzzing your phone at the same time saying, oh, by the way, we're starting basketball in two weeks. I need officials for Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of that week. So <clears throat> that was really, really hard. But luckily, um, everybody was kind of pulling in the same direction at that point in time. So there was a lot of conversation amongst schools about, okay, hey, you're in my COVID region. It looks like I may need a girls game on this particular Monday night. Uh, would you mind penciling us in and we'll see what happens? And there was a lot of conversation between, hey, my boys freshman game just got canceled on Thursday. I see you're looking for an official. I got one I can send you. So really kind of a collective effort. I've told people that <clears throat> we're getting ready to have our annual state athletic directors conference next week. We typically have that in May, but I've told people that every athletic director should be the state athletic director of the year this year, because particularly within your COVID region, um, I don't know that any of us could have done it without those guys and gals uh, and the schools that we have relationships with, the schools that are geographically close to us, because it was certainly a, a collective effort. Can you imagine what this year would have been like for you if you were a first year or maybe a second year athletic director? Well, I can give you some insight to that because uh, my longtime friend and our longtime girls basketball coach, Nathan Seal, is a first year athletic director oh. um, down, you know, down at Arthur. Um, and so I, I kind of got to live that through his lenses. I've joked with him for a few times that I should get a stipend for being the assistant athletic director, <laughs> Arthur. Um, but he should get one for being the assistant athletic director, Muhammad, too. So um kind of had the opportunity to live that uh, again as i said through through his eyes and uh and get a sense of what that's like kind of running cold and i've, I've told some of those people i mentor a couple of other athletic directors in our area through our state athletic director association and I, i've told those folks i said hey if you can pull it off this year it's it's a cakewalk from here on out you you got it made now what did you find was the reality this year as far as officials uh there's a lot of talking about in terms of how much of a shortage there was. Was that magnified this year, or were you pretty much able to, to fill everything that, that you wanted and needed to? Well, it, I'll, I'll put it like this. The official shortage is so bad that I started officiating basketball again. So that should give you some idea of how short we are for, we are for officials. But 
No, um, it's it's tough, and that problem has been on the horizon for the last handful of years, I would say at least. And it it certainly was you summed it up correctly. It was magnified this year. Um, basketball was tough. What we saw during basketball was a lot of a, a lot of guys doing doubles. You know, a, a varsity official would also come and do your JV game because you couldn't find somebody else. Um, we're, we're pretty good with most of the, the freshman standalone basketball games. Didn't, didn't have a lot of, a lot of issues there. Um, wrestling worked out. Okay. We ran into a little bit of issue with some sports because you've got some guys who do multiple sports and those season, the season overlap led to some problems there. But I, I will tell you that um, I, I really think, and part of this is probably because, we don't use an assigner for baseball and softball. I do those myself still. Um, <clears throat> but I will tell you, baseball was really, really tough. Um, and and what, what I think was part of the cause for that, other than there just not being enough officials to go around, is because of the season was pushed back, we were working, scheduling and playing games, you know, well into the travel ball season. And so when you've got that new facility up at Rantoul and the facility at East Peoria um, and those other large facilities that are scheduling these 30, 40, 50 team tournaments on a weekend um, and bringing in as many umpires as they can find, it made it really, really difficult in particular to find underclassmen baseball umpires this spring. Um, we were lucky I had <clears throat> pardon me, I only had one game where we had one official. I was able to get two for all the rest of the games. Um, but, but I really felt like that it was probably magnified more during baseball season uh, than it was during any of the other sports seasons. So by the end of January, the, the ISSA had finally given a green light and kind of came up with a scheduling format to uh, to get all of the sports in for the rest of the school year. But that meant in about a four or five month span, you, you were just working, uh, you know, three different seasons in there. What would have been the, uh, you know, the, the winter season and then the spring season and then picking up those from the fall, like uh, football and volleyball that uh, didn't get scheduled at the time. Talk about what that was like. I mean, you probably hardly had any free time, um, I would think, at least in January and February, trying to get all those schedules together. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a out of the frying pan and into the fire type uh, turnaround. We, you know, we were really lucky on one hand because to be able to have the field house um, and to have that facility, you know, completely renovated and to be able to host, you know, events at the same time we could have practices going on, at the same time we could have open gyms going on, that, that was a tremendous help, no question about that. Uh, we were also really, really fortunate that our coaches did a fantastic job of working with one another because we were sharing some kids um, up until last week when baseball lost in the sectional. We were still sharing some kids between baseball and wrestling, um, kids between track and wrestling. So our coaches did a really good job. And there were some times where uh, it, those were tough conversations because co both coaches had events coming up that were really, really, really important. They were high impact uh, events, um, but we were able to work that out to get to our kids, get to our kids to their games and get to our kids to their practices and put the kids really, 
as best we could in the best position to succeed without overlapping them. I joked with a couple of our kids. I said, congratulations, you've earned your triathlete award in the last eight days. Um, and the kids kind of joked about it, um, but uh, the kids did a really good job of, of making sure they were taking care of themselves and making sure they were getting where they need to be. The coaches were very supportive of that. And, and I'm guessing right about now, we've got some kids that are probably just tired. <laughs> I bet. Not to mention athletic directors that are tired as well, right? You got a few of those that are tired as well. So talk a little bit about your, your philosophy of scheduling from the standpoint, I, I look at some of the area schools around and especially spring for baseball and softball. I, I was seeing some teams play four or five days a week and it seemed like Muhammad was more like a, a two or three day a week schedule. Was that to allow uh, time to practice in there or kind of uh, was that the, the coaches that wanted that or did it go back to just not being able to get more officials? No, we sat down. We were very intentional with that. Um, boys basketball, girls basketball, uh, volleyball, baseball and softball, um, track, wrestling. We, we were really very intentional with that in terms of setting down with the coaches and saying, okay, if in an ideal world, what's our best number here? Um, and, and I'll be very honest with you in, in, in the, uh, nothing but uh, an attribute to our coaches usually the number I had in mind was really, really close to the number that they had in mind. And so we thought our basketball number was going to be around 20. We thought our wrestling number was going to be around 12 dates. We knew we were going to get, most of those are going to be triangulars. Um, we thought our track number was probably going to be around six or eight. Um, we thought our baseball softball number was probably going to be in the twenties and maybe a couple extras because we knew we were going to lose some rain outs. Um, it was really, really tough to schedule underclassmen baseball and underclassmen softball this year. We were really lucky. I'll be honest, Fred, our kids came out. We did not see drops in our participation numbers, uh, which really, really proud of our kids and our parents uh, in difficult circumstances. Um, but some schools did. You know, I think we played maybe 10 freshman baseball games or had 10 freshman baseball games scheduled and I think four of those were against Champaign Central and two of them got rained out so a lot of a lot of patience honestly from our our underclassmen kids and our underclassmen parents because they're just there just wasn't their traditional opportunities that we have seen for those kids uh to compete and and I'll be honest I hope that those opportunities come back um but but I think you could really see I think you could really see freshman baseball in particular and junior varsity softball uh, continue to be difficult to find games. How, uh, how pleasing was it for you personally and, and certainly for the athletes to be able to finish the spring sports season, uh, or I guess they're calling it the summer sports season uh, with the state tournament series. Was that, you feel like that kind of, you know, is a great way to finish the school year and then lead into next year with the expectation that uh, all of those will be back in place again. Yeah, I, I got to give some kudos to the IHSA on that one. You know, early on, Craig Anderson made it clear that it was going to be a priority for the association to make sure that those sports that did not have a season last year would get the opportunity to culminate their seasons this year in a state tournament series. So I, I do think that was important. I do think that was great for our kids and for our coaches and for all of our programs. You know, we've got had kids at girls state track. We've got boys heading down to boys state track this weekend baseball team played in a sectional against a team that we don't typically see, which is, was really nice. Um, 
the IWCOA, as I mentioned earlier, has kind of put together this hybrid, non-traditional um, state tournament series for wrestling that's that's coming up this weekend. It'll continue into next week. So I do I do think that was important. I think it's a, a nice springboard to normalcy um, if we get to that point when the fall rolls around. Um, you know, I think it'll be a really, really good, uh, as I said, springboard to to get things back to normal. I wanted to follow up there on something you just said, because I know you've worked with the ISSA extensively over the years. How do you feel about a couple of the sports like cross country and wrestling that kind of, you know, their associations took it upon themselves to conduct a, a state tournament series, um, you know, once the regular ISSA part of the season was done? Yeah, I kind of have mixed emotions about that. You know, we're, we're fortunate that we've been able to, we host about everything underneath the sun for wrestling. So I'm glad to have the opportunity to, to give those kids a chance to participate. Um, I, I do think it creates a, a set of problems. Um, you know, on the one hand, it's obviously, <coughs> pardon me, good to give those kids a chance to culminate their season. Um, but I think we just need to make sure that everybody remembers that this is kind of a, I wouldn't say a once in a lifetime opportunity, but a very, a very unique situation that presented itself. Um, and, and I, I applaud those coaches association, those non IHSA organizations for, for trying to put that together, but hopefully everybody will remember again that, that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and, and we're going to go back to the way things were in, in the past moving forward. Did you get any feedback from like volleyball or basketball coaches that didn't have that opportunity? Or do you think they realized that, you know, this was something that would work more in, in individual type sports as opposed to your team sports? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. We really haven't had any conversation um, about that with Ryan or Garrett or, um, or those folks uh, in particular, I, I do think they had an appreciation for the fact that, hey, that's kind of a completely unique set of circumstances. And we're glad to have the opportunity to, to keep compete for a conference title. And although we would have loved to have a postseason, um, we didn't this year and we're going to get ready for next year. You know, it says a lot for the coaches this year to, to be willing to work with each other, because I think of, you know, when basketball was ending and football was going, uh, you had high profile athletes, you know, not just kids that were going to be members of the team, but just major contributors that were, were doing both. And then you certainly had that in baseball and wrestling and track. And it says a lot about the coaches to be able to work together and, and alleviate any potential problems there, doesn't it? It does. We, we've got a really good group. Um, of, of coaches who work together traditionally to share the weight room and share our facilities on a normal basis. But it, it really does make you look at things through someone else's set of lenses. Um, you know, when we're trying to figure out how to get Eli Warren at a soccer game and get him at a basketball game at the same time, uh, that makes for some pretty creative scheduling. And, and there were, Eli certainly isn't the only kid Mateo Casillas, Braden Finch, and uh, I shouldn't call any kids out by name because I'm going to miss a whole bunch of them in doing that. But um, it, it, it was some challenges, um, but we kind of we kind of had this sense that this could be happening. Um, and so I do think that a lot of the situations that landed at our doorstep this year, um, I do think that we were out in front of and we were uh, proactive as opposed to reactive to in terms of, okay, we thought there's a chance this is going to happen. That's 
exactly what we thought it was going to look like, but we've talked about this enough that we think what we have in place is going to work. Um, but it, it, it all circles back to the first thing you ask, and that was, you know, talked to, I talked a little bit about the importance of communication, um, and, and that's what it came down to for, for those coaches. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, when I looked out at, on the hill at the baseball regional, uh, I saw a whole bunch of coaches from other sports out there. And at the last home football game, I saw a whole bunch of coaches from other sports out there. And at this girls' soccer sectional last week, same type thing. So um, I think all of our coaches appreciate the fact that we're only as good individually as we are collectively. Um, and, and we share kids across a lot of sports anyway because we believe that makes our programs collectively better. Um, and so we were just – we were doing what we were would traditionally do. It just looked a little different on the calendar this year. So in the meantime, were you able to get all the, the normal scheduling done for the future years that, that you would have had finished at this point, or are you a little bit behind there? Well, I actually just uh, printed off, did some work and some revisions and printed off our fall sports schedules earlier today. Um, the winter sports schedules are laying on my desk, so there would be about the uh, – Third time through those, starting later on this week. We've got a few basketball games to add and a few dates to check on that and some work to be done, particularly with our freshman girls and freshman boys schedules. And uh, <clears throat> the wrestling schedule and the boys swim schedule are on that list as well. So uh, met with our dance coach yesterday to talk about dance competition. So we're, we're about where we should be, I think. Um, maybe just a smidge behind with those uh, freshman basketball games. But uh, there's a lot of uh, get a lot of emails on a daily basis of people checking fall sports schedules and people reaching out about what the winter sports schedules will look like. And that's that's pretty traditional for this time of year. And quite honestly, compared to the emails we were sharing last year, it's, it's OK. <laughs> so is the uh, Marty Williams Wrestling Invitational going to be back on the schedule for 2021-22? Uh, we got we got uh, 22 or 23 teams scheduled. So we're still looking for a couple So. If, Somebody in Illinois wants to come to Muhammad on January 15th, I think it is. Uh, we'd be glad to have you. So in retrospect, kind of in summary, the, these last five months, do you think they probably went about as well as you could expect? I mean, I know there were, you know, a few COVID issues here or there, and, you know, people had to be quarantined or a game canceled. But, but overall, do you think it went about to, like you, you could have hoped for? I think so. Um, you know, I have to go back and – and once again, give kudos to our, our kids first, our coaches second, and certainly our families um, for the patience that they showed as we all kind of, uh, as Dr. Hall said many, many times, we're building the airplane as we're flying it. Um, I think that was a great analogy. Um, so there was a, a lot of people that were patient, and I'm sure there were a lot of times that uh, people were frustrated with with whether it was the pace or the outcome, but uh, for the most part, um, we, we kind of got through it and we gave our kids the best opportunity that we felt like we could. And, and that's what we want them to take away from it. At the end of the day, um, I, would, I, I don't have any doubt that they'll remember that these were the COVID seasons as people have referred to them, but I hope they remember more about the seasons and less about the COVID. That's for sure. Well, Matt, I've enjoyed talking to you today. Before I let you go, anything else you would like to add as you look ahead or look back? Well, I, I'll just throw a, a, two things out there. Um, one, 
I know I got to get you some results. I appreciate you keeping track of all that stuff because you're an awful good resource uh, for me when I can't find some of the things that I've said that I've <laughs> held on to over the years. And I'm not exactly sure when this when you're when you put this out there, but if you put it out before June 25th and anybody wants to come out and join us for the Bulldog Open Golf Outing out at Lake of the Woods to support the athletic program, I've got about eight tee times left through the course of the day. And uh, we would love to have you for a fun day of golf and a day of fellowship where you get to meet a lot of people and shake a lot of hands and uh, do some good things for our kids in our athletic program. All right. Well, I'm sure that word will get out because we will have this posted by then. So I hope that's a, a great event. I hope you get all those slots filled up. I appreciate it very much, Fred. Thanks for what you do. Thank you. We'll be in touch, Matt. All right. Take care.